It's all things MMA here on Scoreline.ie and KCLR. My name is Ken McGuire, joined on screen as always by this this guy over here. Wrong side, flip, reverse. Miles Price, Team Ryan O'Kelkenny. How are you doing? <laughs> How are hey things? guys, how are you? All good, Ken. Yourself? You having a good day? You're out with the Plowing Championships there yesterday. The Plowing! The Plowing Championships, yeah, they, they'll, they'll try not to miss me too much. Um, but you get Ireland's largest uh, outdoor agricultural event that hasn't been on for three years because of the pandemic and it's absolute chaos. Great crack, did though. You to, did you get to drive any tractors? I didn't get to drive any tractors. Got to drive a couple that would be, of that, now, but that was it. That would, be a, that would be a good skit for KCLR. If you did that, yourself and Shane drove around a couple of tractors and you filmed it. The views would be amazing. <laughs> we would be. We, we would be. Absolutely. Yeah, the whole town would be like, oh my God, did you hear the guys from KCLR were in tractors? Yeah, they were driving tractors. This would be mad. Uh, so what we're going to have wow. a chat about uh, for, for this week's edition of All Things <laughs> MMA is some actual MMA related content. Uh, we have, uh, we've heard uh, a couple of things news-wise. So uh, Jose Aldo has announced his retirement. He's been able to get out of his UFC contract. He's done and dusted. Uh, we've just been reading about uh, Eddie Alvarez, who is departing one and, and may, in my book, end up with PFL. Uh, you've been keeping an eye on what's been happening on the ADCC side of things. Uh, but uh, I wanted to, to kind of jump back a couple of weeks because now, now that the, the dust has settled, you've been at home for a couple of weeks, um, you had a hell of a year, you had a hell of a summer uh, with the, the PFL, Professional Fighters yeah. League. So you uh, get to make your US debut. Um, you get a deal that that runs for a couple of fights. Went from the US. You got to fight in in the UK because PFL are starting to introduce the the European League. Um, on on a whole, when you factor in, oh, and by the way, you got to you got to go up against three really strong uh, athletes as well in in Pettis, in Jeremy Stevens and in in Martin Held as well. Um mm. how how did you find the whole thing? Cuz uh, I absolutely a lot. Yeah, I absolutely loved the experience. I thought it was great. Anything that challenges me like that, I absolutely love to be honest with you, you know. Uh yeah, it was hard in regards to the disappointment uh from the the losses because uh, obviously my expectation is to win, you know. Uh and there's a couple of factors there but I I feel like that you know, overall, I just really enjoyed the experience. Like anything that makes you feel, feel uncomfortable, anything that makes you address failure, I think is always going to equal a lot of growth when you when you address it correctly. So, um, yeah, so I just really enjoyed the experience as a whole. It was a massive opportunity for me. Like, I mean, there's there's not many guys can say that they're stepped in there and faced, uh, especially the names like Pettis and Stevens, you know. Uh, so yeah, to get in there against those calibre, I've always been like that. It's anybody that knows me or is close to me in regards to the martial arts side of things or training with me. I, I, I really don't like fighting guys where I feel like I'm, I'm uh, like no disrespect, but I don't like stepping stones to get into bigger things. You know, I like actually fighting big names, you know, and just testing myself and then just going from there, you know? So I got what I asked for and yeah, I came up short, but you know, uh, I, I, I'm the one reaping the rewards of a win or a loss when I'm in there. And that's the way I see it, you know, win or loss, I'm growing as a person, growing as an individual, you know, no risk, no reward, regardless of an outcome. So I, I just thought the promotion taught, uh, treated me very well. And uh, I was very grateful for all the experiences. Like we, we got to catch up my, myself and yourself through the 
the the PFL media days around the time. So we had a good chat around the the Pettis fight and, and in fight week, and then the same for. Yeah. Jeremy Stevens as well and I know we've we've probably touched on and recapped the Pettis fight previously in, in between the two um, for for the Stevens fight and going back to that I mean there's going to be a lot of people looking looking at this and I, I know it's it's going back kind of two or three months now at this stage there's going to be a lot of people looking at it going Miles had that one and mm. Uh, you know whether it's whether it's fans and it's and it's also fellow professional athletes as well it's like you had made I don't know. I don't know what it was. You seem to have made like super uh, improvements and adjustments between the the Pettis fight and the and the Stevens fight. And while mm-hmm. the first round may not have gone your way, the second round and into the third round was like, this is this is all you, and this is going down to the wire as well. And you had kind of joked about it at the time. It was like after Pettis, you're like, okay, cool. Jeremy Stevens is next. You know what I want? I want like three good five minute rounds. And you got three seriously good five minute rounds um mm-hmm. and the results like did, did you did you feel at any stage in, in kind of hearing the result at the time that that it could have or that it should have gone your way i knew that i did enough to win the fight but i also felt like from my experience and just being in the game for as long as i've been in the game that i knew they were going to give it to him you know because he's the 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 name and the promotion and anybody with a name in regards to the likes of PFL who's trying to really set some new standards and grow their company, grow their product, they're going to push the biggest name in the product. Uh, so Stevens is that name. They're paying him the big bucks. If it's any way close, they're going to go give it to Stevens, you know. So uh, I, 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 I thought I won, but I also knew it was close enough that he'd get it. So I, I didn't really... Do you know, I, I kind of was in between those two mindsets, to be honest. Yeah. And what was your reaction on the held fight? Because the, like, stylistically, there's there's quite the difference between Jeremy Stevens and mm. Gene Held. Very good on the very good on the striking side of things. Very good when he gets to the to the ground as well. Was there a different approach? Uh, I'd be honest with you. I did feel like in the held fight, I was I forced my myself a lot in that fight. I I actually feel like I could could have been a little bit burnt out to be honest with you from the year. I'm I'm still trying to sit on it, you know. Uh, and these are just reflections. There's no excuses uh, in regards to you know held was the better fighter on that night, like you know. But I'm trying to trying to piece together what I could do differently moving forward if I choose to compete again. And uh, I think maybe I could have been a bit burnt out, you know. I was. I, I, I know that because of uh, that feeling uh, of being burnt out because you're a little bit, uh, one, the weight cut is a lot tougher if you're burnt out. And my weight cut was really bad. <laughs> uh, second is that you have kind of a melancholy feeling about you kind of entering the contest, kind of like I'm trying to perk myself up, but I feel kind of not bothered in a way. Mm. And then I, you're forcing things is another sign as well. While I was in there, I was forcing the action. Whereas in a, uh, like uh, without any timing and stuff like that, without good fundamentals behind it. And I think that was there in the Stevens fight and it wasn't there in the Hell fight. In the Stevens fight, I was very in flow. Things were reacting very well. But I feel like, yeah, I just one of those performances where he came out the better better side of it. And I'm just trying to pick off kind of where I can improve from that. Because at the end of the day, he's a very good opponent as well, you know, like so, uh, yeah. It was it was a great experience though, you know. Like Hell's a great fighter and fair play to him. He did a great job, you know. You made a, a little comment there. It was like if I choose to compete again. So when yeah. we spoke earlier in the summer, 
my understanding of things was at least on the PFL side that it was a a, t- a two year slash four fight deal or a two season slash four fight deal. So yeah. if you if you had um like assuming that you take the results from the from the 2022 regular season that you had the Pettis and the Stevens fight and on on the the loss of those that kind of ruled you out of the regular season as as it was finishing and then uh, obviously ruled you out of of the playoff side of things and then the held fight becomes this um uh, feature feature lightweight bout or, or whatever way they were whatever way they were going to describe the the billing of it like a showcase lightweight bout or something along those lines mm. which was the which was the third fight so is is there a fourth fight in there is there an option on the table for twenty twenty three or or what's the uh, I, I'd like to I'd like to kind of leave it until next year if I was going to fight again to be honest with you you know I just feel like I need the time because at the moment I have a lot going on uh, just with the gym and my personal life at the moment just with just getting more all positive stuff but it's just a lot of stuff that needs to get done you know so uh i'd like to have that time to develop let things sink in do you know i i was off for three years and then i had three fights against do you know uh, ideally uh, i would have liked to had like three kind of uh or, or at least one tuna fight so to go straight into those three hard fights you know it's a lot to take on board and uh you know when you're dealing with the the pain and the suffering that comes along with disappointment when you put your expectation where it should be a little bit above your comfort zone it's you know i'm in that transitional period where i have to be kind to myself uh have to let things sink in uh fall in love with the everyday martial arts lifestyle process again as opposed to the work mindset of a camp so that takes time you know that really does take time you know i don't have the incentive of uh uh, uh even at that for uh, for some reason money doesn't give me a lot of incentive i wish it feckin did because i guess <laughs> the million dollars just didn't seem to appeal to me thought i just love fighting like you know what i mean so uh i just like well i don't have the incentive to fight again towards the end of the year i'm more about coaching my team now doing these couple of personal and gym life things like the coaching and and letting it sink in and maybe jump into the next season uh, but I, I wouldn't compete again now unless I, I was competing on like a good promotion like mm-hmm. PFL, Bellator. Do you know, uh, I'm yeah. I'm past the stage now of kind of going into the cage warrior sides of things and all that. Like, you know, no offense, they're a fantastic promotion, but I'd rather invest myself into, you know, uh, coaching and going back to college if I was if, if it was going to be any other direction, you know. And is, is PFL an option for 2023? Is it- oh, yeah, yeah. I'm on, I'm on the contract. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, a, I, have a, I have an option to go back, like, you know, but, you know, that comes down to me and just taking me time as well. Okay. All, all told then, like, what, what's, what's been your biggest takeaway or lessons learned from, from the summer? That's a very good question. I'm still sitting on a couple of those questions, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, one is that I, I genuinely love the martial arts lifestyle. I genuinely love it. I think I, I like, I couldn't imagine myself not doing martial arts. Like for me, you know, I've just been eating loads of Sour Patch Kids and, and relaxing for the last couple of weeks and you know, doing bits and bobs, but I still would never like regress to the point where I'm not going into training. You know, yeah. I'm still training three times a week, no matter what. Like I love the whole process. I love the, the, uh, the, the, the growth that happens on an individual basis, on a personal basis, not just an athletic basis for uh, for training. So I think that was one of my biggest takeaways, how much I love the challenge and the process and uh, that I'm able to hang in there with the best. You know, mm-hmm. I am, you know, yeah, there's a couple of things that didn't go so well. But, you know, I do revert back to, 
you know, my biggest takeaway is when I'm in my flow, like in the Stevens fight, uh, I truly, uh, really love that moment. So I was trying to figure out where the mindset and the technical issues went off a bit with the Pettis fight and the Hell fight and kind of hang on a little bit to all the good bits that can be taken away from the, the, the flow and the stride that was in the Stevens fight, you know? Nice. Moving on from there, um, you wanted to touch on the, the ADCC side of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're going to have to enlighten me now because I haven't been paying an awful lot of attention to what's been happening. <laughs> well, we, we, where, where are we? Yeah. well, we could keep it short and sweet. We could talk about, uh, first off, the Irish competitors, I think would be a good one to talk about, you know. Uh, like did, uh, Sam- did see, I did see Sam got that win against Gary Tonin. Yeah, that's the, that's the one I was going to talk about. I thought that was a very big win for uh, for Sam McNally. You know, like Gary Tonin's regarded as one of the best grapplers, definitely the most exciting grapplers of all of all time, really. So that's a huge win for for Sam McNally <laughs> to be like one of the first. I think, am I mistaken? No, Tom Haplin was in it before, wasn't he? The guy from Limerick. Yeah. But uh, has he ever gotten as far as Sam has? Like, I mean, that's probably the most significant, biggest significant win an Irish male has had, like on the ADCC. I would have thought, like, you know. And what does that? What does that do for Irish jiu-jitsu? Oh well, it just brings it into the mainstream on a more professional level. I mean, like East Coast have been leading the charge in regards to competitive teams in Ireland for. Uh, many years now like so I'm surprised that they haven't really gotten anyone in there a bit sooner like I know Fian Davies is the champion of ADCC uh, but she's not based 100% in East Coast she's from a Welsh gym she just brought up in a different gym and now she's actually uh, officially being representing essential jiu-jitsu so I'm not sure what's going on there but JT Torres is her head coach now so you're talking about a homebred Irish guy like uh, Sam McNally is uh, you know it's great to see him coming up like that like you know and getting the win against a legend you know because a lot of the time sometimes it doesn't come down to who gets the gold medal who gets to the end like you know Sam will be talked about for a long time because he's fought Gary Tonin and he's beaten Gary Tonin. Do you know what? That would be spoken about a lot, like who you fight to, you know? So, yeah, I thought it was very impressive from him. For, for Irish competitors or for Irish, you know, BJJ players that are, are looking towards the ADCC, like what's what's the pathway? Well, the trials, I think they're over in Moldova every May or Poland every every May. Uh, Ryan's going there next year. He's just as he's busy this for the rest of this year. But I, I definitely feel like that the uh, that going to the trials is the best way to go. It's the only way to go, really. Yeah. So that's why you see a lot of kind of uh, different competitors in there. Like we had Ashley Williams in there, Sam McNally. Good few uh, English competitors there as well in the ADCC. So, yeah, looks good. Yeah. Uh- Anything that you've been like is 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 ADCC done at this stage? No, it's completely done. But it's like a marathon. Like if you're into gra- if you're into grappling, like you have like a good couple of days of watching there. Like if you go into flowgrappling.com this, or anything yeah, like that, you this know. Was all, this was all last week's side of things, wasn't it? Um, yeah, anything? Not, not, did you sorry? did you get did you get to watch anything beyond Sam? Uh, I I pretty much watched like nearly all of them, but except for. Some of them, like, you know, that I didn't watch some of the Like, Cade Ruotolo did amazing. He fought, uh, he won out this the whole division and he bet Lachlan Giles by armbar, which is, like, a huge thing, like, to compete against, you know. Uh, JT Torres was taken out 
when that's the division that Cade Ruotolo like Cade Ruotolo is 19 do you know that's crazy man crazy like they're just so good these days the young lads coming up you know they're just they, they've been doing it since they were kids it's like when you look at our our gym and team Rhino it's like uh like there's there's kids in there that, like say for instance you know Mark Hayes' young lad Bill Hayes like he's mm-hmm. fucking shot up now he's huge like he's doing MMA all the time now he's hitting like a bleeding truck his skill level's gone up a lot but like he's been at it like he's one of the last the generations you see I only started later on in my life you know because it was just something you kind of did on the side and if you caught you caught onto it great you know we're kind of the Randy Couture era it's like we were starting real late you know whereas in the likes of young Bill Hayes there so he's he's he started jujitsu. Jesus, why age did he start jujitsu? You would have been around when he was doing jujitsu. He was in the kids' class, the little rhinos class. Yeah, it's five, it's five or six years ago, anyway. Yeah, yeah, you know, like he's he's like actually it must be more than that, sure, because he's sixteen now. So he must have been at it since he was eight or nine. Wow. You know, yeah, yeah, that's where they're coming from now. Like you know, so for for you then as a for you then as a coach, I mean, do you do you watch the ADCC? Uh, matchups with with a different eye. Like yeah, you're, you're you've obviously got the fan side of things, but are you looking at it from a coaching side of things as well? Are you looking? Oh yeah, for for particular takeaways. Is is there something that you that's there and go? Oh, you know that might that might work well in in our training, or I can bring that back to the gym. Or what what do you look yeah, well, for? What do you hope to get out of it? Like, well, usually, uh, yeah, usually I watch the ADCCs as as a coach more than a fan. You know, I have like a, I'd say I have about thirty videos or little snippets of techniques throughout the ADCC, uh, and then you're also trying to see the common theme. So I, I I try and take little videos, screen screen record videos uh, as I'm watching it, just little snippets. So I'm seeing what techniques are being are very uh, uh, innovative the new techniques that are working a lot that are different for different styles, but also the over the, there's always an overcasting theme about where jujitsu is going, modern jujitsu. So say before we were in the leg lock era, you know, where everybody was like pulling guard and inverts and inside entries to leg locks. And then that kind of morphed into the outside entries of leg locks. And now you're coming into the modern side of jiu-jitsu now, which is they're veering away from that. They have the leg locks there, but they're more veering into the body lock passing, the the neck, the, the head and arm attacks, you know, stuff like that, more pressure passing style at the moment. So it just, so you're kind of keeping an eye out for the common theme of where jiu-jitsu is going and also individual techniques throughout matches, you know. Okay. Other topic that we wanted to look at, or I, I wanted to kind of throw at you, was that um, we we've seen uh, the not not quite self self proclaimed, but uh, the the king of Rio, uh, Jose Aldo, has retired. He's he's done and dusted. Uh, he had that loss against um, uh, Merab. Uh, back in we watched UFC 279 last week so this was a 278 um, and he had negotiated with the the UFC to strike out the uh, last fight under his uh, contract so he's he's done and dusted and he's pretty much done and dusted from from an MMA point of view I don't think we're going to see Aldo popping up um, you know, under Bellator or under One or under PFL or under anything else. Um, any any thoughts on on Aldo on on his career and and as a fighter or or how things have how things have changed? Because a lot seemed to change for Aldo 
after the McGregor fight. I know it's it's, uh, it's it's a funny kind of it's a funny kind of exclamation mark to put on to put on somebody's career. But we we've spoken about things before where you you come up against a a you know a a, a key event or like a really defining moment in somebody's career. Sometimes it's an injury. Somebody does an ACL and they're not the same when they come back after it. Or somebody has a big loss and they're not the same when they come back after it. And that that seemed to be a little bit of the case with with Aldo given you know his his reign as as a as a featherweight fighter through WEC through UFC all the way up to the McGregor fight and then after the McGregor fight sticking around a featherweight moving to uh bantamweight and things kind of gone yeah. a, little bit, a little bit up and down from there um on on the whole have you have you any thoughts or uh well i i mean i mean it's it's just hard to put into words how much Jose Aldo is like a an amazing representative for the sport, you know. Like I mean, he's just everything you'd you'd want for a champion. Like he's very humble. He's uh he's all about good values, holding good integrity, following through with your values. Like that's you know everything you want for a champion. He sets the right example. He's just hardworking. He's achieved more like if he retired fucking five years ago he'd really he'd achieve more than any featherweight ever has really like you know so uh yeah mcgregor made the most noise but when you're talking about like you know you know looking at records from throughout the years and consistency as of champions like jose aldo was hands down the best there's no doubt about that like you know so i think that i think that he'll be missed in the sport but you know he's had a very accomplished career and like he should be very proud of everything that he has accomplished, you know, and what he's done for the sport as well and how he's represented the sport. And he's always held solid integrity in my eyes, like, you know, so, yeah. It's, it seems to be a little bit like not not quite a a, a changing of the guard. There, there is a little bit of changing of the guard. Again, like uh, you compare, um, you know, you like you, you mentioned the humble side of things. You see... Um, you see fighters like Aldo and how it's like, you know, it's, it's head down. It's, it's back to business. You take the, you take the loss or you take two or three losses in, in a row as, as he'd had, you turn them into two or three wins in a row. You drop another loss here, but the, the, the attitude um, never changes. It's, it's, it's no excuses. It's, it's hard work. It's martial arts lifestyle. And let's go from there. Yeah. Compared to the, you know, the the noisemakers and the brash side of things that we're starting to see with the more the maybe, eels. yeah, maybe maybe the more maybe the more modern fighter or the younger fighter. No, Aldo's what, 30, 36, 37 years old, but you've, mm. you've got a, you've got a lot of guys that are coming up trying to make you know the most amount of noise and the most amount of money and get in and get out quick. Where he was, he never really seemed to be about noise. Never really seemed to be about money. Um, mm. was was more representative of of just that kind of true Brazilian style of of mixed martial artist. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent agree with everything you're saying there. I think he was a great he's a great athlete. Eddie Alvarez. He's obviously he's obviously he's obviously a Hall of Famer. Like obviously, hundred oh, percent has to be. There's, there's there's no. I don't think anybody's ever going to question those credentials. Uh, Eddie no. Alvarez as a as a last one for this week, Miles. Uh, seeing the news uh, today, um, midweek that Eddie Alvarez is a free agent again. He has confirmed uh, yesterday, uh, not yesterday, confirmed early this morning uh, on Twitter that uh, he's no longer with one. We parted ways amicably. He remains on good terms with one. Uh, one 
wants to thank them for you know the opportunity and ready to he says I'm officially a free agent and ready to hunt tell me who's next oh sure you and I both know he's going to PFL it, come it's, on it's, it's got to be a PFL thing isn't it I mean he's not going to yeah. he's not going to do a turnaround he he was um, he was uh, he's, he's former former Bellator lightweight champion twice three twice anyway um I don't think he's former not. UFC champion as well. Former UFC champion, obviously enough on on the lightweight side of things. Um, it, it is he featherweight right now? He, uh, I, I don't know because I know one is a, one is a little bit different in terms of their their weight class. He was there. Oh, he yeah. was on the he started out on the lightweight side of things. Um, they had the they had the Grand Prix and he got absolutely smashed. Uh, did he? In the oh, he did. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> It wasn't, wasn't really, pretty. Uh, not in the, in the first one, but after, and he had oh. been so he had lost the first round of the tournament, but then he got to re-enter the tournament um, as as an alternate, kind of later on. Uh, one is one is match on re-entry, and then had to drop out, and then there was a no contest with illegal shots, and then it was a there was a DQ involved in there somewhere. Oh. He hasn't fought yeah. since last April, so he's he's almost he's almost eighteen months without a fight now at this stage. Um, but he's he's raring to go again. Um, right. PFL regular season 2023, new contender. I right think now. so. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, that would be a good call, I'd say. And PFL, are, look, at the end of the day, all the big names are going to go to who's dishing out the biggest books and they're dishing out the biggest books at the moment. So, Would you fancy yourself going into the lightweight regular season against Eddie Alvarez? Oh, of course I would. Come on. If they ask me to fight Eddie, I'll fucking fight him in eight weeks if I had to. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course. <laughs> It'd be a great fight, but but look, I always do well against lads like him. Like he reminds me of of uh, Stevens, you know. Sure, I do well against Eddie. Like you know, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll hold you to that. There you go. Uh, okay, <laughs> we start. We start trolling PFL on Instagram. <laughs> That's where we're gonna leave all things MMA for this week. Miles, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do it? Smoke signals. No. Uh, Instagram t- <laughs> team Ryan Uncle Kenny. Uh, Instagram handle. Yeah. Great, not a bother at all. Miles Price, thank you so much. I've been Ken McGuire for scoreline.ie and KCLR. You can catch up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you do your podcast listening and online at scoreline.ie. Until next week, good luck. 